0: Why does the church exist? How do I identify a good church? Must I belong to church? Must I go to church? How do you function in the church? What do you do when you've been betrayed by a church or you've been hurt by a church? These are many more will be addressed. So, quickly, what exactly is the church? So, we said Ecclesia is the Greek word for church. Meaning, called out ones. Say after me, the called out ones. That's what Ecclesia... It means church, but its meaning is the called out ones. So, in the old time or in the old world, when the Roman Empire goes to conquer a city, for instance, like they conquered Jerusalem and Israel, when they conquer a city like that, they will pick out some people from that city they conquered to rule over that city. They will pick someone and make him the herald, they will make one a tax collector. They will make one head of judiciary. They will pick one and make him a high priest. You see, this congregation of people who they pick out from amongst those they conquered is called the church. It's the ecclesia. So this was why Israel hated Matthew, the tax collector, because he was their brother, but Rome appointed him their tax collector. The Herod also, he was going to be a Jew, but he will be appointed by Rome. Actually, those people who are called out like that, as it were, they have become Romans. Even though they were one-time Jews, but they have become Romans. They are dressing, they are eating. In fact, they will be given the responsibility to influence the entire culture with the culture of Rome. Are you with me? So, Jesus, in the same way, came and conquered the world. By his redemptive work, he defeated death, he defeated sin, he destroyed the power of sin. And those of us who believe in him, we have been called out as the church. Are you with me? So, right now, everything that Christ carries, he influences us with it to influence our world. That's the idea from which the word church was gotten from. So, what is the church? Number one, the church is a guardian of people. If you are writing, please write. Uh, By now, you should be coming to church with the notes. So what is the church? Number one, the church is the gathering of people who have been called out from the world by believing in Jesus Christ. So let me go over it again. Say after me, the church is the gathering of people. I'm not hearing you. The church is the gathering of people who have been called out from the world by believing in Jesus Christ. Let me go over it again. The church is the guardian of people who have been called out from the world by believing in Jesus Christ. Do you know what this tells you? Already, when somebody says, I don't need to go to church, I am the church. How many people say things like that? That as I am in my house, I am the, I am the church. Already, that's, that's dead on arrival. Because you're not the only one he called out from the world. The people that you call out from the world, they must gather. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. John chapter 15 from verse 19. John 15 from verse 19. It says, If ye are of the world, the world will love his own. If ye are of the world, the world will love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Say amen. amen. Do, do you really believe this? That you've been chosen out of the world? Say, tell me, I'm not of the world. I'm not of the world. I'm not of the world. I've been chosen out of the world. I belong to Jesus. Glory! He said, if you're of the world, the world will love is on. But because ye are not of the world. I have chosen you out of this world. Therefore, the world hated you. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4 verse 4. It says, yeah, I have got little children and I have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Are you with me? So listen, the church is a congregation of people who have been called out simply because you believe you've been called out after me have been called out. You know, many Christians or many churchgoers, they, they, they still have the mindset as though they belong here. No, you don't. You've been cut out of the world. Just imagine if you were in Egypt. Remember, let me show you something. Ah, Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 7. Acts 7. From verse 37 to 38. He says, this is that Moses, which said, which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear.'" Verse 38, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Have you ever seen this verse in the Bible? This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. So, what is he saying here? He's saying that the people that Moses led out of Egypt were actually a church in the wilderness. Are you with me? Don't don't forget that people in the wilderness were actually called out of Egypt after Moses defeated Egypt through signs and wonders. The Bible is just an unfolding picture of Christ in different types and shadows. So Moses came and by signs and wonders, he defeated all the gods of Egypt and after that, he called out the people. Don't forget, after he called them out, they went. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So as it were, when that rested, divided, and they walked in, it was a picture of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. As they walked through the sea, they came out on the other side as new creatures. Oh. I'm too far. Let me come back. These people that Moses brought out of Egypt by defeating Egypt and conquering Egypt God called them the church in the wilderness. So, the idea of the church is not just something that came up now. It has been God's plan from the very beginning. People who he will call out for himself after defeating death and the work of darkness. Amen. Amen. Some of them have been called out. See, let me tell you something. The church is the most powerful and the most beautiful organization on the earth today. No matter what your opinion may be, that is God's opinion. Imagine you were in Egypt and you saw All the miracles that Moses did. And you saw those guys going. If I were in Egypt and I was an Egyptian, I would follow them. In fact, the Bible records that some of Egyptians followed them. Are you aware? Some Egyptians followed them and said, "Ah." (laughs) this God that moved like this, I'm following them. The problem, why many people have not really Follow the Lord right now, or join the church right now, is because their eyes have not been opened to see how He has conquered death. Are you with me? Because if their eyes are open to see the way Christ has defeated the work of darkness and death, in the way Moses defeated Egypt and all the gods of Egypt, they will follow. Some of them may have been called out from the world. I've been called out from the world. I can imagine. I can hear somebody's thoughts. The person is saying. This pastor, what is he saying? I've not heard this type of thing before, I know. I'm not used to this type of preaching, I know. But I will encourage you, just follow. Your life will change. Amen. So that takes me to the next thing. The church is God's structure on the earth to reveal Jesus as the Christ. Let me go over it again. The church is God's structure on the earth to reveal Jesus as the Christ. You know, I just said now that if the world can see how much Christ has conquered the devil and sin and darkness, they will follow. But how would they know? How would the world know? The church is God's structure to make the the world know. Thank you, Jesus. There is understanding in this house in the name of Jesus. There is understanding in this house in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 16 from verse 13. Matthew 16 from verse 13. The Bible reads, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Can we read it together? One, two, three, go. He asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 14. Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verse 15. He said unto them, But whom say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Ah, hallelujah. And Jesus answered and said unto him, "Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for f- flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven." Ah, do you know how serious this is? For someone to look at Jesus and say, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." See, you have to understand the Jewish. This Ju- we bust somebody's Jewish brain. A Jew for you to point to someone. And tell a Jew, that is the Christ. This person is the Christ. So like the video we just watched, when you study the Bible, you will discover that it seems as though there was someone the Bible was always pointing to as the focal point of God's work. For instance, in what we just read, or what we just watched, Genesis 3 verse 15, it says, and I will put enmity between the and the seed of the woman. Between the seed of the woman and between thy seed. I was talking to the serpent. And if you bruise his heel, but he shall bruise thy head. Amen. If you bruise the heel, the person will come back. but if you bruise your head, you are gone forever. Are you with me? So, who is this? The seed of the woman. If you look at Isaiah chapter 11. From verse 1 to 2. Isaiah 11. From verse 1 to 2. Everybody, 1 to 3 go. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Who is this rod out of the stem of Jesse? Remember, Jesse was the father of David, Right? So he's saying, out of the stem of Jesse, a rod grew out. So this is why you trace. Have you read the book of Matthew before? And you see all those, and this begat this, and this begat this. I'm sure some of you don't like reading that thing. I know it's tiring. (laughs) And this one begat this. You know why that that write up is important? They have to prove that this person is the Christ. You must trace him to, to David, you must trace him to Abraham. You must trace him to Judah. Praise the Lord. Amen. A Jew reading, reading the book of Matthew. Some years ago, I was listening to Ben-Hin. You know Ben-Hin is from Israel. He said that the, the Jews in Israel don't believe in Jesus. Many of you know that, right? They don't believe. And he too, he did not believe. His father was a Jewish rabbi and all of those kind of stuff. But one day, he sat with a rabbi and they began to... Read the book of Matthew. Halfway into the book, the man broke down as red crying. The man began to cry. He said, the Messiah was waiting for us, so he has come. He said, till today we are still praying for the Messiah. The Messiah has come. Praise the Lord. So if you study it, you will see that there's this guy that the Bible just keeps pointing to. For instance, God will tell Abraham, and I will make of thee a great nation, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. He didn't say, in thy seeds. Who is this seed of Abraham? Now, Abraham thought it was Isaac. But if you study the Bible in the book of Ecclesiastes, that's in thy seed, that seed of Abraham, that all families of the earth will be blessed was Christ. Are you with me? You see Isaiah 53, from verse 1 to 3. It says, who art believeth our report? And, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah 53 from verse 1 to 3. Well, let's make it to 1 to 4. It says, who art believeth our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse 2. Read on with me. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Read on. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid our faces from him, he is despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yes, yes and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. See, you know why I read to this point? I cannot read this verse and not get here. So, They were flogging him and beating him. If you did not know that it was Christ, if you are reading it, you will be like, who is this he? Who is this he? Do you remember that time where the Ethiopian eunuch was reading this as I 53? And Philip came to him and saw him reading. He said, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how will I understand this except somebody guides me? And what was the question the Ethiopian eunuch asked Philip? He said, who is this man talking about? Who is this he was wounded? Who is this we are still stricken of God? This he is Christ. Now, the question is, what does Christ mean? Christ is the chosen one, the anointed one, the one that God has planned. So, okay, who is this Christ? Who is this Christ? John chapter 4. John 4, from verse 25 to 26, you you know the story of that woman by the well. And Jesus was asking her, give me water. And she was like, "Um, I don't want to give you water. Who are you? Where did you come from? Do I know who you are? Who are you? All those kind of things. And the woman had said unto him, so she was, he began to ask her questions, and she was saying things about when Christ comes, he will show us all these things you are asking me. I don't want to have your answers to them. But I know that when... When Messiah comes, which is called Christ. Everybody read this. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Verse 26. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am he. Did you just get that? So, the woman ran her task after hearing this. Do you know what it meant for an Israelite? That the answer to all God has promised us is in front of me. Can I tell you something? The answer to all the problems of mankind is Jesus. So Jesus was telling her that the Christ you have been expecting, I am the one. So when Peter was telling him in Matthew 16, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. That was a big thing. Let's, let's go back there. Matthew 16. From verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said unto him, Read on with me. Read on. But my Father, which is in heaven, read on. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against its Glory! Now, which rock is Christ building the church? Upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. That is the rock that Christ is building his church upon. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, the church is built upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. The church has the responsibility to present Christ or to present Jesus as the Christ or Jesus as the answer to the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have the responsibility to reveal Jesus as the Christ. We have the responsibility to reveal him as the answer. that so made Jesus is the answer. So if you come to church and you learn every other thing other than the religion of Christ. Or if you come to church and your heart does not become hinged on the fact that Christ is everything. If your conviction is not stead deeper that Christ is everything, something is missing. Are you with me? Let me show you something. Two verses or three verses, and we leave this point. Psalms 107, from verse 17 to 20. Say, so after me, Christ is the answer. Say, so Christ is the answer. They a fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Verse 18. Their soul abhorred all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. Read on. He sent his word, and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Praise the Lord. Now, when you read that thing in the Old Testament... Your mind may not come across Jesus. He just read and okay, fools, because of their disobedience and all that, they are in trouble, they are in darkness, he sent his word, oh, I need my sent word, I need my sent word, I need my sent word. But when you go to John chapter 1, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything that was made. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Now. In Psalms 107. You would think that word is all about a statement. But when you go to the New Testament and read. You will discover that that word is a person. Are you with me? When he says he sent his word, he's saying, I sent Jesus. See, so I've made the word of God more than a statement. It's a person. He sent his word. That word is Jesus. Maybe you are here and you are like, oh, this church, 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 something. all oh, this church thing. I beg, I beg, I beg. Make a one hustle. How do people talk like that? I want to hustle. I want to hustle. Hey. What you need is the saint's word. You need to take Christ more serious in your life. You need to get to the point where you say, I'm not going to play games again. I want to take this thing serious. He said, the saint is what? And deliver them. And heal them from all their destruction. Say amen. Amen. In that John chapter 1, can we read one verse before we move on? One verse there. John chapter 1 from verse 11. Everybody read 1 to 3 go. Read on. He said he came unto his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him. As many as received him. To them he gave power. To them he gave the right to become the sons of God. You are hearing my voice. You are listening to me. But you need to ask yourself. Have I really received him? Have I really opened up my heart to him? This is what the church ought to do. See, this is our ministry. No, somebody may say, oh, the church is supposed to build roads. road. The church is supposed to build hospitals. As noble as all those things are. That's not our assignment. Our assignment is to bring Christ and say, this is God's answer. He's the one who will solve man's deepest needs. He will die for your sins, he will be buried, and he will rise again. Have you received him? You know why I preach like this sometimes? If you leave me, I have some more, there may be some more deep things, but I've discovered that many people, they are going to church, but they don't really have a genuine or a genuine relationship with God. They claim they do, but they don't. For instance, when you see the Bible say, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word of God. I read that thing yesterday and ah, it, it stopped my mind. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word of God. Listen, when a child is born, oh God, oh God. If you get what I'm saying, you, are, you may have to think deeply. When a child is born, mother here can relate. My wife can relate. Immediately the child is born. We st- immediately. It will not take up to 10 minutes. They will, tell the, they will tell the mother, give him breast. Or give her breast. The child will start sucking immediately. You see this thing we say. Eh? That if a person gets born again, he will not be serious with God. It may take some time. It's a lie. That eh, eh, he must not carry God on the head. That it will take some time. That sometimes is he's taking means he's not saved. Because once he's truly born. Ah, kapatala paya. Once you are truly born, you will desire the sincere milk. You will want the milk. So, you need to ask yourself, have I really received him? Because if I've received him, I will desire the sincere milk of the word of God. Praise the Lord. So, we have, many say, oh, you, we have even divided the church into different classes. Me, I'm not the... I they call church, see, I love God. God, ah, God knows, say, if not for him, where for they. <laughs> so, but you see, all these church, church thing, all these Jesus, Jesus I'm not required for my hero. See, see, I'm just a cool guy. I, I just... <laughs> Tell your neighbor, have you received him? And it's so simple. See, you have to see that ah, the way to really receive him is not to say, "Lord, I receive you." Mm-hmm. I know I, I bust somebody's balloon now. It's not to say, "Lord, Lord, I receive you." Ah, God, I receive you. For you to receive him, you must see that he's. You must see that without what he has done, you are finished. In fact, you know somebody asked me one day, "Why don't you do water call?" As much as other people do water call. I said, you know why? I discovered the real altar call is not the one that is made by the pastor. It's the one made by the people. <laughs> Read the New Testament. Every time the gospel was preached, it was people that said, what shall we do to be saved? Okay, now we've seen that Christ is the one that died for sins. He's the one that, if you believe in him, you receive eternal life. How? What shall we do? Then the apostle said, believe on him and repent. Repent and believe on him. It's the people that called. You see this thing we do when we are trying to call, force them. So, I remember one time we were preaching to the, the guy, the pastor, the pastor preaching to the um, young man. They had argued so much. After the argument, the guy said, okay, just say after me. <laughs> For this argument to finish, just say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe you died. I believe you died. You are sinner.'" You guys said, must I see that one? (laughs) The real altar call is not made by the pastor. It's made by the people. They must begin to see, I'm missing something. I'm missing something. Something, If you don't have Christ, something is wrong. If you're not deep with him, something is wrong. If my heart is not open to him, something is wrong. So upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, upon the revelation that Jesus is the answer, upon the revelation Jesus is all that man needs that is what the church is built upon say amen. amen hallelujah dear brothers and sisters please I want to beg you take all I'm saying serious I was thinking to myself some time I said you know, sometimes we think church is just an, an event. It's more spiritual than an event. It's more serious than an event. It's not, it's not a social gathering. When we come together like this, God is there. Jesus' is eyes, he's looking at what we are doing. And he's here even now. Praise the Lord. So number three, what is the church? The church is the seat of, Christ, is the seat of Christ's authority on the earth. The church is the seat of Christ's authority. Put Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1 from verse 15. Ephesians 1 from verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to pray for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. Read on. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. How much we need to pray this prayer? That the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. Because, see, you can preach to somebody like this. You you, you explain this and the person is like uh mm, <laughs> Duh. Duh. Their eyes need to be enlightened. So after me, Media, eyes are enlightened. Our eyes are enlightened. Can I tell you something? I've said that story here before. I was going to church for years. I was in church for years. Eh? My eyes was not enlightened. You see this thing? Eh? It's a big prayer we should pray for people. I was going to church. Running the race to meet my redeemer. It was 2005. 2005, September. I asked myself... What till I did do safe? What am I even doing? Those days in church when somebody when they are praying and somebody falls under the anointing, I say, I know they fall. Any other team won't do. I know they fall. When the pastor say Holy Spirit, me I will hold one pillar. Like Is say nothing, no way. And I'll be bragging. I'll leave the church. Say I me. Mean, I know. They. But two thousand and five. What am I doing? What am I doing? Where am I going with the Lord? Where am I in my journey with Christ? Look at that verse. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. Meaning, there is a way. See, you are looking at yourself right now, but there is is something God hopes for. When God looks at you in his dashboard, he says, you're supposed to be at level 100, but you are celebrating level 2. Oh, are the are the hustle. But there is a hope of his calling. There is something God looks at you, and when he looks at his own, his own template, he says, Ah, there is more to this person. But guess what? That more can only come where you are first of all in Christ. That the eyes of you understand will be enlightened, and you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. Ah, that's one. He's saying the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the sense. Ah Say so God's inheritance is in me. Because I am in Christ. The riches of the glory of his inheritance is in me. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. He's also praying that you will know the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers. And just read on with me, verse 21, read on with me. And dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Read on. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things of the church. Read this verse again. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Verse 23, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Oh, so what does that mean? It means all the victory, all the glory, all the authority that Christ won, it was given to the church. Domicide in the church. The authority of Christ is Domicile in the church. No wonder there is something called the corporate anointing. He said if two or three shall agree as touching anything. Anything. That's an open check. If the church that is why, can I tell you something? That is why the devil fights the unity of the church more than anything else. Let me tell you something. If all the churches come together and say we, are, we agree that this is what we want to be done. Nothing can stop it. Nothing. So the devil will find different ways to cause division, argument, fight. Even in a, a, a local church. You just see one sister, I don't like the way that one be. What did he do to you? What did she do to you? I don't, she, she just get drama, I don't like her. Did she annoy you? No, no, not, not you know. Eh, I, I just don't like them. See the way she wears that skirt. I beg, I beg, I beg. Now only she, from nowhere, problem will start. To you, you are being, you are being savvy. <laughs> the devil is scattering your power. This is why unity of the church is, we'll talk about it later, the church family. Love in the church is so important. Bond is so important because, listen, when we are, to, we are stronger together, when we are together, our power is more evident. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, after me, the church is the seat of God's authority. On the earth today, the church is the seat of God's authority on the earth today. So, what are the three things I said the church is? Number one is what? Number one is what? Number one is what? The guardian of people who have been called out of the world but live in Jesus Christ. Number two is what? Number one is the church is the guardian of people who have been called out from the world by believing in Jesus Christ. Number two, the church is God's structure on the earth to reveal Jesus as the Christ. Upon this rock, that I am the Christ, I will build my church. You know, people have asked this question. Let me bring it up here. Some, there's a religious sect in the world that says they are the only true church. Because it was founded by Peter. The rock. So they are saying that Peter is the rock. And so being the rock, he's the one that builds the Catholic Church. So he's the, he's the one that established the Catholic Church. And so the Catholic Church is the only true church. Well, Jesus did not say, Upon you, Peter. I will build my church. He said, Upon this rock. Although God is a prophetic person. He uses a rock to reveal the rock. The way God works, eh? <laughs> he can start something with you. And from everything with you, he will begin to explain different things. Why was it Peter? That's his name. They already called him Peter before he met Jesus. Then Jesus chose him. Maybe Peter might have been moving around. His name was Peter everywhere. He did not know that God would use him. To reveal the true rock, praise the Lord. So number one is what the church is God's. Number one is the church is the guardian of people who have been called out from the world by believing in Jesus. Number two, the church is God's structure on the earth to reveal Jesus as the Christ. And number three, the church is the seat of Christ's authority on the earth. So that means anytime time we gather together, even if you came with a sickness, you have come to the place of authority. Even if you came with a pain, you have come to the place of authority. Ah! Even if your life has been turned upside down, you have come to the place of authority. And in the name of Jesus, there is intervention right now. There is change right now. Oh, ah. I- I, I don't like church to emphasize miracles. Miracles must be here. Because it's the place of authority. It's the place of change. Sometimes me I believe in the miracle power of God. I have come to the house of authority. I have come to the place of power. Glory! Just begin to bless him right now. Exalt him. And as we close, release your faith. If there's anything you are trusting God for. In this month, as we talk about the church. The authority of, the, of God and the church. The authority of Christ. After he has conquered all of darkness. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Go ye therefore. So we move because all authority has been given unto him. Amen. So talk to him right now. Thank you, Jesus. So tapaya. Becrossi kapande reke sheketelia. Zadabranda kapasele ketelia. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Shall glory.